0: And that's a wrap. The Major League Rugby 2022 playoffs are done. We have a new MLR champion and we have ourselves a Fantasy Ruckers Playoff Challenge winner to announce. The Fantasy Rutgers Show starts right now.
1: Where rugby and the world of fantasy sports collide. Welcome to the Fantasy Rucker Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, talking all things rugby, from the MLR to leagues around the world. We're on top of it. Headphones on, pads off. This is the Fantasy Rucker Show. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Yi, Matt Yee, and Devin Vanderpool
0: what's up everybody this is episode number 25 of the fantasy ruckers show thank you so much to our fantasy ruckers league members thank you so much to our fantasy ruckers community members and everyone else tagging along on this journey of making fantasy rugby a reality in the mlr i am ryan yee as with me as always devin vandy vanderpool and matt Yi. guys vandy we'll get to that we'll get to that man but dude the mlr 2022 playoffs are done we have ourselves a new Major League Rugby champion, and we have a Fantasy Rutgers Playoff Challenge winner to announce. Man, jam-packed episode today on number twenty-five. Number twenty-five, quarter of a century. Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. But how are you guys feeling? Uh, had a, lo- a big final. Had a fun final that we watched yeah. over the weekend. That was a lot of fun to uh, to take part of. This fantasy ruckers playoff so, challenge made yeah. it a little bit more interesting, but uh, how and are you guys feeling about this past it, I need weekend?
2: I off I need to start it off by talking about my standings obviously. Cuz boys, I'm number 2. <laughs> you know who I lost to? The greatest fantasy rucker fantasy player of all time.
0: Oh, you're going to you're going to spoil it right away? You're going to yeah, spoil yeah. it right off the bat. Come on now.
3: You didn't even throw a disclaimer out. Yeah,
0: it. what the heck are you doing, dude? Come on. You can't be spoiling this right away. You can't be spoiling. I Come didn't on.
3: Uh, You're right. I mean, I got first, guys. Hey, you're first in my heart, Matt.
0: I don't know. It's, I have to say, man, I have to say that's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. You have come into the past few episodes pretty hot off the top, talking right off. And even at number two, you're still coming off uh, right off the top, talking uh, all that trash. But yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk yeah. about the Fantasy Rutgers Playoff Challenge. We're going to talk about the final that happened over this weekend. Lots to get to. But if you aren't already, make sure you're following us at the Fantasy Rutgers on social. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow us everywhere. That's where you'll be first to know about Fantasy Rugby in the mlr so that we can grow this thing and make it a reality um yeah so we're gonna hop right into it we're gonna get into the fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge we're gonna get into the final but first a little segment that we've been doing over the past few episodes here ask the tfr show uh it's a thing that we've been doing the past couple is to get people involved and get them to know uh what fantasy rugby is like why are you pointing at yourself what 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 are you- <laughs>
2: they're gonna ask me they want to ask me no, yes, the fantasy
0: Rutgers eat. show. Exactly. Yes, it's for us. They
3: want my answer.
0: <laughs> there we go. So the past couple of weeks have been fun. Last week's question was, how was our feelings about the MLR Shield? And obviously they dished it out this weekend to the team that we're going to reveal here. That one The Major League Rugby Championship, not like that anyone does know already, Uh, but Matt, your your criteria for your pickings of last week was whether or not that you could drink out of the cup or said trophy that said rugby tournament or said rugby league celebrated. Now, we came to a consensus that the MLR Shield did not have that cup that you could drink of, but hey... Rugby New York got a little bit creative over the weekend, and they found their way. They, I, I don't know if you saw the picture on social media, but Rugby New York was funneling uh, beer down the shield and uh, drinking at the end. So, hey, they were technically able to drink off of it. So I think we may have to change our criteria there for the MLR so, shield. No, it
2: just means the MLR shield is moving up the rankings, right? I got to be honest. Thing is that is that you can tell that the New York guys have had, you know, that's where they have their experience, and it really paid <laughs> off, and, and they showed and they showed
3: some class there. Hey, talking about trophies, though, I got to say, I showed about 10 people that KPO sword, that Korean oh, baseball sword. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, but you can't drink <laughs> out of that one. Yeah, the shield's cool, Stanley Cup's cool, but that thing, that and thing. And for
0: is- for those of you, for those of you who uh, didn't listen to last week's episode, we were just going around about the different trophies, doing? and uh, it was uh, the KBO sword um, in the Korean Baseball League that became a topic of discussion. Oh, and we said, cool. you could you could pair that up with the MLR shield, and you'd be fully kitted out in Skyrim or something. So there it's uh, it's it's perfect. But let's move on to this week's episode, and in uh, this week's episode of Ask TFR Show, and it was released to us since this is the end of the 2022 campaign uh, for us. I thought it would be nice for us to reflect on the season and how we thought the fantasy rugby journey was for us in our very first year. So we're going to get to that at the end. But to kind of tease us and to kind of start things off, the question is, from a lovely uh, listener out there, if you had to describe our first fantasy Rutgers League or fantasy rugby season in the MLR in two words – what would those two words be? And I know it was a, it was a season of uh, a roller coaster ride, ups and downs for all of us uh, from, from playing in downs. the fantasy league, <laughs> from the commissioner uh, dealing with uh, certain issues and stuff going on in the league. It was uh, ups and downs for all of us. But Matt, I'll start with you, man. Two words to describe what the fantasy MLR 2022 campaign was like for you.
2: You know, I, I, I first, the first, when I first uh, heard this question, I, I immediately went to last place, but that's just what it was for me. Um, for Fantasy Rucker, though, the Fantasy Rucker's league as a whole, um, I'm going to go with, on a serious note, no jokes here, just big potential. That's what it is. That's what I'm seeing on this, in this show. But, but yeah, if, if, if we're all being honest, uh, for me personally, it was last place, and that's all I to think
0: <laughs> that's pretty good man that's pretty good I mean big potential I do see a lot of that but yeah maybe uh, we'll we'll stick with you with the last place I feel like that maybe big uh,
2: potential will apply to me one of these days
0: last place with big potential you do that it's a a pseudo what about you Vandy
3: you know what weirdly enough I gotta say picture perfect and I gotta describe it real quick and it was picture perfect because I expected last just because I just wanted to help out charity the most not because I expected to lose or anything but well, picture perfect because I got to beat Matt, and you know Come what? On. Anytime you can beat him, picture perfect.
0: It oh, is man. true. No, that is that. Hey, it's all about taking the positives, right, Vandy? And if you can, That's if right. you can, if 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 getting a win from Matt out of Matt is a big positive, we'll take it. Successful it's fantasy driving season. Force. If, if <laughs> it's,
3: it's not even a, a big positive. It's my driving challenge. force.
2: Ask me what I think about the fantasy record challenge in two words.
0: No, we're, we're going to skip right over that because we don't celebrate your successes on this show, Matt. Uh, we will, we're will moving on. No, you, want two words
3: about your, uh, you, you want two words about your bracket? Nobody cares.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: there we go. Um, well, for me, I think what the two words that I got to go with is storybook ending. Um, I think that... If I, it, what are you talking about? Search up storybook.
3: I'm going to call you out on this. Google it.
0: If it's not, I'm putting in a dash in there, and this would be very bad. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Storybook okay. is...
3: Okay. okay. Yeah.
2: Research team came back, and you're wrong, Bandy. Yeah, yeah right. you know what? Regardless, guys.
0: whatever. Even if it's up for debate, I'm <laughs> yeah, going with it. Storybook ending. Uh, it, I really couldn't have finished off any better way from both the actual Fantasy League for it, really going down to the wire in that final playoff race with basically every single team still... Um, basically playing for that final playoff spot to having, you know, John, John win the league and having Hokie be in that final, basically two of the top guys that were putting in a lot of effort all year long to be rewarded with kind of, um, you know, the amount of uh, uh, time and, and hard work that they put into this to the fantasy records playoff challenge, you know, with having, uh, we'll we'll tease it ahead, but having the finish that we had there just uh, really couldn't tie a better bow on it. So uh, yeah, really interesting stuff. It's been a, it was a really interesting season. It was a, a season that was a lot of fun, really couldn't expect any more out of this season. So we'll get more into it as we reflect on the entire 2022 campaign. But big potential, uh, picture perfect and storybook ending. Those are all words that I love to hear about the inaugural season for the Fantasy Rutgers League. And we're hoping to hear many more positive words like that for many years to come as we continue to try and make this thing uh Bigger and bigger as the years come on, and and make fantasy MLR a real thing that uh, everyone can play. Not just us in our own fantasy Rutgers League, but anyone out there who is listening to this podcast and is a fan of the MLR. So with that being said, it's time to now move on, guys, here to some news and notes portion before we start breaking down the exciting final that was this past weekend. Some quick little things. The ratings are now out for the past uh, weekend's championship final in the MLR. That did air on Fox. Now, I'm going to preface before saying this. Big boy Fox, exactly. It it may not be the numbers that you are looking for. So the TV ratings that came out for the 2022 MLR final was at a rating of 0.16. And you don't need to get into the details of how this numbers works. 0.16 compared to last year which was at a 0.28. So that is a 42% decrease from last year. Now, before we do kind of look into this thing, and I think a lot of people are rushing to the conclusion that this is not a good sign for the MLR. I will say there are a lot of extenuating factors within this that may result into it being a little bit, uh, a little bit skewed here and not exactly accurate. One for one, one we were in the middle of a COVID pandemic last year. So a lot of people were at home watching TV, had those TVs on. I'm going to assume that the people were available there. Um, they weren't at work or that, you know, they, they weren't tied up with other things. They're staying inside and looking for things to do. So that's that's one thing there. Another thing is that this final this past weekend also aired at 12 p.m. Eastern time, yeah. which is also 9 a.m. Pacific. I don't know how many people on a Saturday morning out on the West Coast are really getting up for this match unless you are a Seawolves fan. So the casual fan or the casual rugby fan may not, you know, have come by this or may not have made as much of an effort to come out on the West Coast because it did air at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Compare that to last year's final, which aired at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. So another little uh, thing to think about there. But yeah, initial reactions to that kind of uh, rating thing that came out, I don't think Personally, it's too much to look into. Obviously, not what you want to see. But uh, I will get into the TV production of the final when we kind of break down the game because I was impressed with how yeah. they produced it on that level and the venue and all of that. So I really didn't expect these numbers when it, I saw these and, and when they were released.
2: You know, um, when you when you bring up those points though, it it makes sense. And, and the other thing is like Saturday, twelve o'clock. That's like perfect errand time. Like people are running. You know people are running errands at saturday midday nine a.m you know people are getting up or getting up to to go out um uh, on the west coast but the main thing i think and this this is a question to raise is hey how bad how much how how bad do they need to be on big boy fox you know right if you're on fox sports one or fox sports Mm two you're getting those prime times you're you have a more likely chance of getting those prime times at least rather than having to go at 12 because there's a baseball game at four, you know? Um, I want, I wonder how much how much that really went into it and whether that's, like, they'll say, hey, if we get 12 o'clock again on Fox, we'll rather take Fox Sports 1 next year or Fox Sports 2 um, at, at 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm, pretty much instantly what I thought of when Ryan said those numbers is, well, it was a 12 o'clock game. It yeah, wasn't, yeah. like, a primetime game. It was – 12 o'clock right
0: and it's it's the interesting kind of balance that you have to take matt to your point is that you know are you how many new viewers are you going to capture because it's on big boy fox you know a network television channel down here that a lot of more people have access to other than fox sports one fox sports two or you know like what you're saying matt air it at a better time uh get the actual rugby fan to just go out and go watch it um yeah it's it's an interesting one well, I, uh, I, guess I seen so a, lot- a couple
3: of points kind of about it too, was like uh, a couple of people were wondering why they wouldn't push it back. And then it was like, well, then it would get into the world cup. And then, uh, uh I can't remember all the talking points, but they, they talked about it on the actual, uh, on the actual stream about kind of why it was that time and everything. Well, I mean, I
0: know last year it was delayed because of the COVID pandemic and the the final wasn't until August 1st. This year, obviously, they were allowed to start on time. And, yeah, there may be a discussion to be had. I mean, we also early, to, when we they started off the season so early, we were playing in some games. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember in rounds one, two, three, where the weather was not something to obviously be, uh, be uh, or, or I should say not rugby weather per se, so there is a conversation we had about pushing it back. Now, mind you, it kind of the timing was in a little bit iffy and weird here with this weekend too because obviously not what rugby wants to see as well is that the thing that they got bumped up for was the USFL, which is also the probably the number 1 thing that the MLR was competing with. Once the conclusion of the football season was trying to draw eyes. Uh, it, it was interesting to see the dynamic there. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, the TV ratings are out. Once again, 0.16 as opposed to 0.28 from last year. 42% decrease in my personal opinion. And I'm, I'm getting the general gist that there are a lot of extraneous factors that went into this. That is not just about the product, which we'll talk about. Because I actually am very, very satisfied. and very happy with how the product yeah. did appear on that weekend, which we'll talk about in just a moment's time here. Last Speaking, bit of news here before we move. Yeah. Well speaking I was just gonna one... say
2: speaking of viewership was that um I don't know if you guys saw, but they had a, a post from one of the astronauts that was in the International Space Station that posted that they were watching the Houston Sabercats in the uh, in the conference finals. So I mean, hey, if you you're getting some viewership from space it's I think hey, that, that adds you know like what, twenty uh, points to the finals, even though it
0: wasn't the same. Game. No doubt. I I was <laughs> just about to say that too. I, I saw that uh, that that tweet that they put up about that with the picture, and I think that's got to count for more than just your mm-hmm. typical ratings. If you're getting people oh, from space sure. tuning in, that's got to boost up the uh, boost up the stats. But uh, yeah, I did see that as well. So uh, a little bit of give or take here. Uh, maybe maybe they maybe they needed it on Big Boy Fox. That was the only channel that they had up in the International Space Station for them to tune in. It was all it was yeah, all for the astronauts. Reach Man.
3: that high up. No, the think, ratings don't reach I, There you go. I think. Uh, I think a big thing too, probably for the ratings, was you know you, we didn't really mention two of the best teams weren't even in the playoffs.
0: True. You know. So, I mean. I mean. You know, I think I, you
3: kick, like you know, keep hitting the dead dog, but like, yeah, well, let's, know, let's talk it, it about,
0: let's true. shift, let, let's shift over to that, that whole ordeal. And I don't want to spend too much time on this guys, because obviously it's a prolonged thing that is still yet to get resolved and all those things. It's a talking about those two teams that obviously did not compete in the playoffs, AG, the Austin Gilgronies and the LA want Once again, nothing much new from our last um, uh, uh, episode, except for the fact that, Just around the time that we released our episode, the court docs got released of the lawsuit of Mr. Adam Gilchrist and his uh, and his uh, ownership group. I believe it's called Loyal Loyal. Loyals LLC their lawsuit against the MLR and I will say there is some pretty spicy stuff in there and I'm not going to read and break down the entire court talk if you want to go to it, I had to do some perusing you go onto the uh, the Dallas County I believe the Dallas County website and you can go search them up but I was reading through it and there's some interesting things in there they're saying that um, you know there's a little portion in there about Adam Gilchrist threatened to leave, the, uh, leave uh, the league with both the Giltinis and the Gilgronies and then you know revoked that uh, that threat and then said that he was joining. And then there was something about being late to an ownership meeting that he didn't get to participate in the vote that ultimately decided that the Guiltinis were going to be excluded from the playoffs. All of these things are in the court docs. Very, very juicy stuff. So if you do want to go see it, go check that out. But that is, I would say, the latest development in there. My thoughts out of all this, guys, before we move on here and how this is all going to play out. I think that they in this in court relatively quickly uh, now that there is an official lawsuit in place. Now, again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not I'm not exactly too sure about how these things play out, um, you know, all the all the time. But I do have the feeling or the sense in terms of cases like these in the past that there is going to be some sort of settlement uh, that will take them out of courts as soon as possible and then eventually move on with the sale of the Gilgronies that we were first talking about and get Adam Gilchrist kind of satisfied with the the situation that's all in and get that all resounded. But that's the latest development here, at least, for those two teams, Vandy, that you're talking about and uh, and that whole fiasco with the Gilgronies and the Giltinis.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't really care about what happens in court. Just tell me why the heck, what rules they broke. Please, it's all I want to know. Um, just you know, read tell the court us something. I don't want to
0: read it. Yeah, I don't know. It is, it, 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 it is, dude. It is, I'll read it to I, you. Right I, I will story. say, man, it is some pretty spicy stuff, dude. There is some so, pretty gnarly stuff in this court dot that's pretty interesting, yeah. but nonetheless, so, I mean, um, what if, if you want just, yeah. just
2: quick thing? What if, and, and maybe this is just not realistic thinking, but maybe this is decent publicity for the MLR. I mean it's at least getting them into maybe more like more more feeds than they may usually would get in there now that it's there's like a legal case surrounding it um i can see that maybe you know maybe they want to prolong this and say hey like we're okay with this prolonging people hearing more about the mlr name um look at the arm on the guy
1: eh?
3: Nice reach (laughs) just kidding matt Wait, what? 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 are? What reach? I'm confused. You never heard that before? Like no. that was a conspiracy and a half. So a, a little bit of a reach. So like, like, well,
0: no, down. I mean, it, it could, it could. I mean, more people are talking about it. So you who knows? Got more
3: but... fans of the top two teams are in the playoffs than this court document. Well, them. I guess
0: I guess what Matt I guess what Matt's saying is that I mean, someone who wasn't going to be tuning into the final anyways, and is starting to hey, did you hear about that league that their two best teams like got like there was a lawsuit involved with that? You know what I mean? It just spurs the conversation. The problem was Amber heard
3: the Amber heard Johnny Johnny depp case was uh taking precedent over this one
0: um but yeah, yeah I, I don't uh I don't uh I don't wouldn't go that far Maddie about that but uh yeah no it, it's interesting we'll see whether or not uh, more stuff comes out of this but I just wanted to give the latest update for all of our listeners out there because obviously it's still a, I pretty, uh, notes a, for a, you. a still a pretty big thing
3: um I'm not just sticking <laughs> a bush like all right we've done 25 episodes okay. I've drank over a 2-4 on this podcast trying to get a sponsor. And you know what? Nothing. I'm not saying I won't take a Bush Light sponsor, but you know what? I'm in a one-way relationship here, and I'm swimming. So you know what? Miller Light, you want to hit me up? I'm in. Gotta get yeah, some You're you
0: desperate, man. You desperate for a beer spot. You're beer, thirsty, okay? You, you thirsty, dude. All right, let's dream. move on, guys. We got We got to move on here. Uh, let's uh, move in here into the championship final recap. Um, it, it was an exciting one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had Rugby New York taking on the Seattle Seawolves in a venue that was. A lot of fun. It got announced heading into last week that they were going to be playing at Red Bull Arena and it lived up to the expectation. I thought the production quality was unreal. It does obviously help to be in a stadium that is meant for a TV production. So you could obviously see that on there. I thought the commentating was good. Um, We'll get to the actual... The, the excitement of the game itself. But overall, guys, I thought it was a pretty nice spectacle that the MLR organized here at Red Bull Arena between Rugby New York and the Seattle Seawolves.
2: Yeah, I mean it's pretty hard to get it wrong when you're uh, you know when you're the in, in, in an arena of that in an arena of that caliber, right? They've got all the sight lines um, already already done up. They've already, you know, they plan it for the same size field really. Um but, yeah, I, I got to give them props. They, they really – and I'm assuming they turned this around pretty quickly saying, hey, like, we're going to be at Red Bull Arena. Um, they put on a pretty good production. Um, I thought it was good. And, and outside of the game, I, I thought it, it looked like it was a good showing as well. They seemed to place the fans pretty well um, with their camera shots too.
0: Your thoughts, Fandy?
3: Yeah, the, Matt nailed it. I mean, the field looked Thanks. great. Camera quality looked great. Everything was solid.
0: Yeah, well, they it's exactly what to you want in the camera. Exactly what you want to expect. I told Matthew when we were watching the game that this was very similar to the same experience as if you were watching a, a super rugby match or, or what have you. So it was, it was what you wanted to see when you wanted to draw eyes to the match in a big time final. Um, so from that standpoint, they, I think, knocked it out of the park with that. Now let's talk about the actual game itself, guys. Rugby New York, Seattle Seawolves. It was an exciting one, man. And I will mm-hmm. say, outside of obviously the controversy heading into the playoffs, I do think that we got the best teams that were in the playoffs. And you could argue that these two teams could have made an appearance in the play, in the championship final regardless even if the Giltinies and the Gil Gronies were in it um, so two very good ma- uh, two very good teams going head to head but i will say the glimpses of what we saw against the New England Free Jacks with this Rugby New York team in these spurts of dominance only came further and more emphasized in this week against the Seattle Seawolves. it really felt like outside of that first little five Minute period at the beginning when the, C- the Seawolves scored that early try, uh, towards the latter parts of that first half and then the beginning of the second half, it really was Rugby New York the entirety of the way. Um, and it really looked like it was their match to lose. Was that the same feeling that you guys had heading into or watching this one?
2: I mean, oh, I remember watching the first 15, um, and seeing Seattle score pretty quick. Not Three about, yeah, it was like they scored pretty quick. I thought, oh, Seattle is going to be, you know, bring this, this is going to be a tight match. And then after that 10, 15 minutes, and I saw New York starting to dominate. And I think for the last like 25 minutes of that half, Seattle did not get outside of their, get outside of their half for most, like for, for most of the, the rest of the half. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a rough one. Um, and and you know what? As much as I wanted it to be close, and as much as maybe the scoreline said it was only a fifteen-point game, New York dominated from you know fifteen minutes in onwards, and it was just New York's game from from then on. And yeah, it was it wasn't what I was expecting, but but hey, that New York side is, is absolutely class and full of experience.
3: Yeah, the, I would say the first half was pretty dominant. Like the, I think the possession after the first yeah. half was like. 66 33, but uh, I, I think to finish it off, it actually rounded closer to half. Like after that second half, there was about you know 55 50 possession, but um, no, I, I thought I, I have to agree with you, Matt. I thought right off the hop when Seattle got those uh, when Seattle got that early try, but then I think new rugby New York followed it up in like seventh, eighth minute, got a try back. Alatimu missed the point after Rugby New York hit it, and they just never let go of that lead. Just solid. Andy Ellis, I think, played the, probably the best game I've seen him play all year. That guy was just dominant, man. He was everywhere. He was in the pack. He's calling He's calling yeah. the backs in like, to get the try. His try was beautifully – like a beautifully touched down. I didn't even think he got it until the TMO, but
0: – Yeah. No, you know, I mean, I- well – those those are the guys that you want in that those final moments, yeah. right? And obviously it paid off in this in this match, having the experience and the veteranship of Andy Ellis. And and I'm just sitting there at the end of the match after you know New York wins it and all, and to see the emotion in him in his post game interview, you know obviously there's feelings here, and they spoke about it a little bit about you know this being his last rugby match of his career and being able to finish it off you know, with that stamp of, you know, leaving that mark with Rugby New York, winning a championship. It's pretty crazy, man. And and really uh, a guy that's had an awesome, awesome rugby career to kind of solidify that here in North America and and kind of, you know, market with that, you know, marquee statement and possibly having a really, really big impact of growing the sport here in the MLR. It's pretty cool stuff, man. And I i yeah, just an overall great match by Andy Ellison and, and just a fantastic finish to to what could be yeah. uh, the end to a fantastic career.
2: You know what I like what really epitomized it for me when I was watching it, really kind of like sealed the deal um in terms of showed everybody the class of Andy Ellis. And I mean at what is it like 38 or 40 years, like I think like 37 or something, I forget his age right now. But the fact that when he went off for that head injury assessment, or, I forget he went off, I think, for a head injury system. and the the I think I forget who the backup nine is, but he came on. I noticed that the the you know the the rugby New York squad and the flow of play just didn't look the same. And you're comparing, and I think this guy's young, you know you're comparing a thirty seven year old uh, who isn't really supposed to be playing as well as they are. You know you don't expect him to move the ball as quick as they are as quick as as quick as somebody younger but mm-hmm. the fact that he's able to control and have that much you know control over the outcome of the game and it was so evident in that 10 minutes that he was off because the minute he came back on it was like night and day the fact that everything looked more organized everything looked more calm they had a lead but it, you know everything looks so much more calm with him, with him just controlling everything. And that just says everything you need to know about the fact that, you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, he was, you know, even better than what you're seeing now in the product of the MLR.
0: Yeah. And I will say too, I mean, we do talk about the dominance of rugby new york in this match and how much they possessed the ball and how they were just so persistent and and dominating territory and all of that but i will say there were moments and we talked about this amount as we were watching the match was there were moments where seattle could have turned it around and and give them credit because despite the amount of possession that rugby new york had they didn't allow the game or the match to get blown out of the water. They didn't allow that back line to score multiple tries. You know, they kept it to, you know, within a, a one score, two score game for a majority of the match. Um, and and they had moments, right? We talked about it towards the end of that first half. They were really pushing there, hoping to score in that try wasn't successful. You know, we'd be talking possibly a whole different uh, whole different game if they scored that going into the next half, um, being that much closer uh, in that score line. And then we talked about coming out of the second half as well where they looked like they were kind of building some momentum and then New York kind of stifled that and was able to carry it on. Uh, but there were moments, there were spurts that Seattle had. It's just that they weren't able to last the entire time that, that you know, Rugby New York uh, had here. And I'm, I'm surprised that it took us this long to talk about this. But I, our boy Andrew Coe is a friggin' MLR champion, man, in his first yeah, season is. in the league. Pretty he impressive sure stuff, is. dude. Yes, um, he we're is. we're hoping to get him on the the show relatively soon to talk about Busy his experiences. There, yeah, a little, a little bit of celebrations. He, you know, I'm sure he was one of the guys that was uh, funneling the, the the beer off of the shield, and I'm sure they were having a lot more celebrations. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll make sure to get him on on a later episode here uh, to talk about his experiences of his uh, championship run, what the final was like, what it was like playing with a bunch of all blacks too, and that, that yeah. is a big question that I have. So congrats hey, to Andrew Coe for winning the championship. Yeah, what you got last. Matt?
2: Just last thing on this one, I. And, and maybe something just to mention that I noticed is that naholo not having as big of an impact on the playoffs as we thought he would um I think other guys like I think guys like Co I think guys like Milner Scudder um, I think guys like Emery kind of outshined the 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 essence of that is why stacking naholo um but maybe that's because the offenses are queuing in him but yeah, that was one thing I noticed. Uh, it's just that coming out of this, and not just because I had him on my fantasy record challenge team, okay, but also it's just what I noticed. Naholo seemed to either have been subdued or, uh, yeah, he just didn't have the impact that I was expecting.
3: Well, yeah. it almost so, seemed like he was never really cooked into the game plan. You know, it was just like a nice cherry on top to the team. Yeah. But, like, that's one thing, exactly what you said. It, it didn't feel like he, any play was – uh, like, a play was derived that it, it, it went through him. It was just kind of like, oh, he's open on the wing. Let's get it to him. Yeah. But yeah. how about I mean, Jack Clayton was getting his that, head taken off? That's Jeez. That's but he came through true. with that flying knee? I thought I was watching Jorge all, Ben Askren.
0: <laughs> that's funny All but yeah right, but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna go through some fantasy performances here guys Ooh. um 8, 8.8 fantasy points for andy ellis uh with that try that he scored uh 3.5 for jason emery who uh who got a majority of that off of the boot who was a surprise i guess designated kicker here in the playoff run here didn't really expect that uh then we had nick yeah, make you that.
2: Nah, yeah,
0: you know we we, we we could try i mean we gotta ask i don't think i ever asked him to be fair, to be honest, but we'll see. Um, Nick Mayhew scoring a try as well, 5.7 points. I don't know if you saw the highlight to this try, but... What forward play for rugby New York? Going back and forth, you know, there was a little bit of a botched offload in between, but hey, leave it to some forwards to, you know, play with a little bit of uh messy ball there, phrasing. Um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, um, uh it was a beautiful, beautiful try between a lot of uh those forward pack players there in rugby New York. So not just the backs who have those marquee names that were making a a highlight impact there this past week and the forwards doing a lot of work as well there, obviously. Um by the 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 try that was scored in that period so 5.7 points for nick mayhew who is the benefactor off of that one and then you got little points uh uh, scattered here and there but again not many tries scored in this match so not as many fantasy points and then on seattle's side five and a half fantasy points for aj alatimu 7.1 for martin isefu who has looked really really good all playoffs long uh Mm -hmm. finishing a lot of uh scores there on the outside and then sam matanga uh with the classic prop try 6.1 fantasy points for him as well um but Yeah, I I thought it was a fun cap to the season. I thought it yep. was an entertaining match. I thought the production quality was great. I thought everything mm-hmm. about it was just a really really job well done on finishing off the MLR 2022 season. So, I mean, outside of that, I really I really can't complain. It's been it's been an absolute blast all season long. So, any final thoughts yep. on this uh this championship final, guys? It was uh, it was an exciting one, man. I can't believe that uh that it's all finally done, wrapped up.
2: Yeah and shout out to Kobe but also shout out to a uh, Toronto/Newmarket man Andrew Quatrin mm-hmm. who got the uh I forget what the name of the award is but basically the man of the year. Um he even shaved his mullet to get presented that award. Wow. So get in uh, get, get really, in fancy. He really, yeah, he really kept all the business in the front and the back um and made sure that he looked classy for that respect uh, respectable award obviously.
0: Yeah, the S. Marcus Calloway Community Impact Award. That is the one that uh, Andrew Quadrant won, won. So yeah, congratulations to him as well because obviously we love to see not only the players making a big impact on the field, but also making a big impact off of it as well. So congrats mm-hmm. to Andrew Quadrant. So with that being said, hey, fun uh, championship matchup, uh, but it wasn't without any fantasy relevance. There was a Fantasy Uh-oh. Rutgers playoff challenge that was going on in case you were not aware. And it was going Down to the final match between a couple of familiar faces that we mentioned on last week. Dude, you look so ready. Look at you on the camera, man. I got so much to say. I
2: got so much to say right now. I'll All just right, keep, keep keep bringing the intro. Yeah, l- let, me, in. let me let so. me intro
0: it here, Matt, and then you, I'll let you go off here. I'll let you go off because you look like you're about to just <laughs> just go I've off here. I've been
2: scripting this for a week now. All right.
0: <laughs> All right, so in case you were not aware, we had a Fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge going in. A couple familiar faces heading into this final round that were competing for that top spot. It was John John who, yes, was the winner of the Fantasy Rutgers inaugural season. And it was yours truly who finished in last place. not ye who was turning things around and trying to clear up his fantasy rugby name because it's been tarnished all season long. <laughs> but this fantasy Rutgers challenge was a way for him to wipe that clear. Was he able to do it? I don't know. Was he? Matt, I'll let, you ta- I'll let you talk yeah,
2: first. I, look, look, look. <laughs> I mentioned that at the start of the show without spoiling anything. But John John is officially the greatest fantasy rucker uh, participant. Fantasy rucker play, Fantasy Rucker MLR League participant. <laughs> okay? Of all time. He's the GOAT right now. He's the greatest <laughs> he
0: is the GOAT.
2: fantasy player of <laughs> One all every- time for our league. His
0: it name is true. Is on
2: that jersey behind you, Ryan. The only name on that jersey behind you. Okay? And he just did a double. <laughs> he just doubled us, you know, playoff season. Doesn't matter. He wins it. And who came second to him? You no, know, you know, just me. Just me. I lost to the GOAT. <laughs> Little I old you, eh? sad about, you know? I lost to the greatest of all time. I've like got nothing to be sad about. I'm flying high. It wasn't like I lost by twenty points. I lost by three points. Man, I'm not okay, drawn I'm not even
0: I I'm not even John John and I'm fired up.
2: <laughs> you're fired up. Yeah, I'm fired up. I'm the toilet Bowl legend. Fair peace me. I'm the toilet bowl legend. I just won the I just basically came second to the goat.
0: There we go. Obviously, so there you have it. It is John John that is the fantasy ruckers playoff challenge winner. And yes, he is the same guy that won the Fantasy Rutgers League, and he's now winning the Fantasy Rutgers Playoff Challenge. So yes, technically, he is the greatest of all time so far in the history of fantasy MLR. It's incredible, man. This guy wins at everything fantasy. Um, I'm going to break down here the top 10 submission list in just a second here, but... I. We talked about it before the show, guys. Obviously, there's like 90% luck that goes into this thing. But for a guy that constantly is winning fantasy championships and not only, you know, the major sports, but now he was just the guy that we brought on to this league and he cleans up and, like you said, Matt, wins the double. I don't know, man. There's something up there. There's got to be some sort of fantasy you know instinct or something that just that just works in his favor but nonetheless fan uh john john is our fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge things. winner in 2022. Uh, let's break down the top 10 here uh, on, on the guys and all the submissions. And once again, thank you to all the people out there that submitted a lineup thank into you, this Stacey. Fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge. We really, really do appreciate it. It was a way for us to get the word out there on what Fantasy Rugby in the MLR is all about. It's an opportunity to give people who hadn't had a try, a try and an opportunity to play a little bit of Fantasy MLR. And hopefully when next season comes around and we can figure out this thing on bringing it to more people 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 will all bit will already be ready to go in knowing how to play a little bit of fantasy MLR so let's break down some of these people that were in our fantasy workers playoff challenge like I said JJ John John winning the championship with a total of 52.6 points his biggest performer obviously was AJ Alitimu. Uh he was the performer of the fantasy Workers playoff challenge with a total of 31 fantasy points so uh, over fifty percent of uh his points scored uh by aj alatimu matt you came close dude and i think you came a lot closer than what you thought you were gonna be because you only fell short by three point one fantasy points forty nine point five oh. fantasy points for you uh yeah Dylan faucet triassist brought you really really close it just wasn't enough you needed someone to score so you came in second before I move on here though Matt I have a feeling, dude, (laughs) that you're just pumping John John up to somewhat make yourself feel better that finishing second is okay because I think we got to roll the tape. And I wish we had the tape because I think you said last episode, if you ain't first, you're last. No,
2: No, (laughs) and I'm pretty
1: sure we got (laughs) it.
2: John John's in another league, right? He might be in the fantasy record playoff challenge. Yes, yes, he's in the fantasy record playoff challenge, but spiritually, mentally, morally <laughs> ethically legally he's in another league okay he's he, here's the fantasy record challenge where we are he's just up there you know you can't see him so really i finished first in, in, the, in our league
0: yeah, so like like vandy has been called joe peterson all season long essentially what you're saying is that john john is a god when it comes to fantasy rugby yes. and he's just someone not to be compared with let's just bump everyone up in the rankings
2: yeah so just bump me up you, you get bumped up too Commission. <laughs> You come up with, it? I <laughs> you know, it. I,
0: I'm a man. I'm a man of honor. I'm a man of integrity. I don't know. I could do that, but uh, but we'll, we'll 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 move on here. Um, yeah. Hey, your commish. You said it, Matt. I came in third, dude. And I thought it was something. It was something that. I took probably a little bit more serious than I needed I should have because I thought that I needed to prove a point to all of you guys out there, both you, Vandy, Matt, all of our league members, everyone else proving? who's been following you along just took my this thing
2: been switched up to 10.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but uh, it was just something I felt like I needed to be somewhat good at. So to at least finish, you know, relatively at the top there for being the guy that basically created this whole thing, I think is uh, is 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 a good thing. I had, I had a lot to lose here, but it looks like that we're going to be just fine. And hey, two new names on the list in this top five that uh, hadn't played fantasy rugby Stacey. before uh, this, uh, this whole fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Matt. Stacy. Pace also did an awesome job with the the pregame stuff and all the the MLR championship festivities this weekend. Right?
2: She's down there at the <laughs> sideline and she's getting fourth in our fantasy record playoff challenge
0: right Woo! just absolutely stellar uh, she got 26.2 fantasy points she actually a majority of those points coming off of Christian Dyer who scored 13.8 fantasy points so getting that in that semi-final round or excuse me that conference final round and then Bodine Walker obviously in that match against Rugby New York last week racking up 12.4 fantasy points did well for her as well and then hey Brian Ray of America's Rugby News he finished top 5 so hey maybe not having that fantasy rugby knowledge but just having that north american rugby knowledge and the extent of knowledge in the mlr that he has i'm sure that played a big part in him finishing top five so he was there as well so jj tolton matt yee ryan stacy pates brian ray wraps up your top five of the fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge the full top 10 list will be released on social media so head there hey, at I, the fantasy ruckers to have a look I at there understand. and then the full list will also be the full entire entry list will be released on <laughs> discord <laughs> No, Matt. I, I think I want to hear what you have to say, Matt. What, no, what you I just to... didn't. I
2: didn't hear. I didn't hear Vandy's name. I didn't. I didn't hear his name there. So. All right, let Did me, let me
0: hold on. Let, let let me scroll down the list here. I got. Oh, I got. I got, I got I guess. Be careful
2: with that scroll wheel. Yeah. yeah exactly, Vandy. Hey,
0: <laughs> you said it in the top with your two words to describe the fantasy rugby season. You said picture perfect, and you said your whole goal at the start of the fantasy season was to not finish last. And with that same criteria. Technically, this fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge for you was technically picture perfect. You finished thirteenth, buddy. Thirteenth out of oh, uh, yeah. out of uh, out of, out of like seventeen entries.
3: Hey, look at that. There you You're go. Like hey, 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 I got two last words
0: to
2: do now. Big potential.
3: You got big potential, right, <laughs> There you go. It only goes up from
0: here, eh? See, you could. It's just gonna be a cycle. It's just gonna be picture perfect finish. Matt's words. You got big potential, and then hey, with my words, it could be a storybook ending for you, Vandy too. There you so go. there you go. But yeah, that Sometimes was um, last place sometimes sometimes last place uh, it's spoken last by place. the one that has the most experience in that spot that's uh, that's great uh, so yeah no I haven't had an absolute blast with the fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge really thought it was an awesome time giving people the opportunity to play fantasy MLR who hadn't before again I feel like I'm a broken record here but we can't thank uh, the people who joined the fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge enough going down from the boys at Rouge rugby podcast rugby wrap up uh, fantasy, uh, fantasy rugby geek fantasy rugby geek uh, Glorious Rugby and Tackle the Numbers. Uh, rugby Morning, who's been in our league, obviously, with Fitzy being a big part of it. Just everyone, and our other league members as well. Just everyone coming apart to kind of grow this thing has been uh, an awesome experience, and we hope to continue doing that in the future. So, um, yeah, we, we hope that you guys will be looking to compete in uh, the Fantasy Rucker Playoff challenges in the in the near future, and also, hopefully, if there's a spot that ever opens up for you guys for a Fantasy MLR League, we'd we'll love to have you there as well. But uh, any final thoughts here, guys? on the fantasy rockers playoff challenge was there anything that it showed you guys that would maybe give you some insight to how you approach next fantasy rugby season i know it's a little bit different formats but i think it did emphasize some certain key things that i think we saw during the uh, fantasy mlr season not so much showing me new things but just reaffirming things that i will expect here coming into the second fantasy mlr year for us
2: yeah, I need to get uh, AJ Latimu or Bodine Waka. Uh, <laughs> essentially, that's that's really that's really what it comes down to.
0: Basically, uh, yeah, those two a guys. Good kick raps.
3: Cheaper, or a good cheaper, a cheap good kicker. Geez, that's what I meant.
0: A cheap good kicker. Yeah, that's no, it, it, does like, uh, <laughs> it, does, it does sound like it does. It does sound like that is one of the the key things here. Obviously, AJ Alatimu was the top point scorer in uh, in our in our fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge with thirty one total fantasy points. Like I mentioned, he was a key part of uh, John John's. Uh, uh, playoff challenge win and obviously Matt, your push to win this playoff challenge so yeah obviously emphasizing the importance they of win. kicker but I will say right behind him he didn't even play in the final was Duncan Matthews so 24.8 fantasy points for him scoring a total of three tries over the course of the MLR playoffs so kind of that contrasting opinion that we saw in the uh, actual fantasy MLR season do you go with the kicker who's going to get you consistent points or are you going to go with the guy like a Ed Fido, you know, uh, a, a, a Duncan Matthews in this case that has the potential to score a lot of tries who on big weeks can really come through for you. It's going to be an interesting conversation to have heading into next season, which we'll obviously talk more about throughout the offseason, but just uh, something that at least I noticed uh, after the wrap up of the Fantasy Rutgers playoff challenge. Uh, To give you guys a little list of the top 10 here, I know some of you will probably be interested in the players in this uh, in this playoff challenge that performed from a fantasy perspective, following AJ Alatimu and Duncan Matthews after those two spots with 31 points and 24.8 respectively. We have Ross Neal with 15.7, Jason Emery at the four spot with 15. Kurt Coleman with 14.5 at 5. Sixth is Christian Dyer with 13.8. Seventh is Bodine Waga. So the, the, the most chosen fantasy challenge player at over 80% didn't even finish in the top five. Obviously, there was bigger expectations there. So twelve point four fantasy points for him. Andy Ellis, really cool to see him up there. Eleven point eight fantasy points. Sam Matanga, eleven point eight fantasy points with that last try in that uh, in the final there. And then Dylan Fawcett, nine and a half fantasy points to round out the top ten. So yeah, some key names in there. But obviously, the big one being uh, being AJ Alatimu there for the championship winning lineups. And then obviously the disappointment of uh, Bodine Waka not making it to the I told final. You obviously having the big impact in that one but uh yeah a a fun few weeks here for uh, the mlr championship playoffs and the fantasy records playoff challenge that's for sure so with that being said let's move on here guys to a final season reflection as we uh as we wrap up the show here this is guys this is the wrap up of the 2022 season we're going to take a little bit of a break here um this next week so we're going to kind of finish things off here and just kind of reflect on how we thought the 2022 season was like for us. So let's just break it down. And the way we're going to start off with this is I think a lot of people are interested to see what the top 10 finish was for this MLR 2022 fantasy season. I'm going to talk about that, and then we're going to go into kind of some small things that we learned over the course of the season. It's all going to be things that we're going to be breaking down through the entirety of this offseason. We're going to be breaking down interesting stats that we have that we saw and that, we, that we're going to point out uh, through the course of this offseason about this inaugural fantasy Rutgers League fantasy season. Um, and we're going to have those nuggets for you. But here's just a little bit teaser of what is to come through the course of the next several months here. But in that top 10 for the fantasy MLR 2022 inaugural season is... Bodine Waka at number one, Ed Ooh. Fido number two, Joe Peterson number three, AJ Alatimu at number four, William Talatina at number five, Mitch Wilson at six, Rikert Hadding at seven, uh, Renata Roberts Tanana at number eight, Sam Malcolm at nine, and tied at the 10th spot is Rohan Saifaloy and Penny Lisaka. So a pretty uh pretty interesting mixture Man, there, there of players. I hear a lot How of those teams. guys who
3: came in seven.
0: How did you come in seven? You know? How did three of those guys come in seven? I will say, and, and this is, I guess, is where we can start the reflection, because I think this is where a lot of things will go. And we can just kind of have an off-the-cuff talk uh, talk here for the next 10 minutes or so about what we thought about the MLR. It's not about, and there are obviously a lot of names up here, obviously Boating Walker was a big part of it. It's not about the total number of points, because I've seen this through the entirety of the fantasy MLR 2022 season, at least when it comes to our format. Is that as soon as a guy has a big time try performance, he will shoot up in the rankings and could be the next thing you know in the top 20. You know what I mean? And there are gonna be guys in there, like guys like Penny Lasaka, guys like Mitch Wilson, who had these like 20 point matches. But those twenty points weren't spread out over the course of multiple games. So yeah, you might have beaten a guy Vandy in a couple of weeks there by twenty points. But that didn't help you with the other, you know, ten weeks where you're, uh, you know, you're looking for points and kind of had an up and down ride. But uh, just something that I noticed that it's. It, it, it's a lot of points and not a lot of consistency when it came to points. So it is tough okay. it, it, to see those three names up there and you uh you not being able to, you know, crack the playoffs there. So it's but not surprising. Not everybody can be
3: big Joe Peterson man. I guess not, eh? I guess not.
0: But uh oh, yeah, so, so here well Joe. we'll <laughs> we'll start it off here. Initial thoughts on this top 10, guys, and then we'll get into kind of just overall thoughts on the Fantasy MLR 2022 season. Initial thought by me is that in the top 10 here, let me just get uh, the look. In this top 10, I believe we have three, seven, eight out of nine, or no, seven out of the top 10 are kickers.
2: Okay, no surprise there.
0: No, eight out of Most the top of- ten are kickers. So Even just an one interesting two time two point weren't. there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, another two that weren't. So, uh, um, Matt, what are your thoughts on those top ten and overall thoughts on the 2022 oh, season?
2: I mean, the first thing that I'll, I'll, I'll bring up is that Rugby Network said Bodine Waco was their MVP of the year. I think they were purely basing it off our uh, fantasy season. Um because there is no, you know, no surprise that he finished at top of our league, and he finished as the Rugby Network MVP. They're clearly following along, so thank you, Rugby Network. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but the other thing, I, the kicker stat, no surprise there. I think that yeah. it's expected, especially with, um, you know, especially with just like, even though we, we reduced the points, and I don't know if everybody remembers, but we reduced the kicking points at the start of the year. Um, even with that, they're still kind of dominating, and and, and they're still a reason to make sure that you draft because.
0: Imagine, dude. Imagine if, imagine if we and... kept it. Imagine oh if we kept it. Imagine if we kept it at three points, oh dude. Goodness.
3: We cut it in half. he like, cut yeah, it in half. half but even so, even
2: with those kickers, though, there's such a big, yeah. uh, like, d- discrepancy between Bodine Waka, Joe Peterson, and then Roman seifeloy Yeah, right? we would have
3: like, kept it. I make mean, playoffs. hey come on!
2: Just Let's not get ahead of ourselves, there, buddy. It's not good. Everybody else goes up too, you know, not just Joe. No, Joe didn't even tries. He just booted him in. Yeah, but Bodie and Walker did both.
3: Oh yeah, okay. Not everybody had Joe or Bodie.
2: <laughs> well, look what you did with Joe. <laughs>
3: DJ. DJ. But uh,
2: but yeah, no. I think it just it, it emphasized how good kickers are. And I think the other thing, Ryan, you brought it up really well that yes, the total points matter, but when those total points happen. That's what really matters in this league. And uh, I think it's just really going to teach me, hey, I'm not relying on the top 10 next year necessarily to pick who my players are. Because yeah, yeah. that top 10 is, is is a little bit skewed with the data. It's misleading.
0: And and that's some of the stats that I'm kind of teasing here that we're going to go through the entirety of this offseason. I'm going to really dive into the numbers here and try to break down some stuff for you. Give give the listeners and give you guys and our league members a little bit more meaningful stats for you guys to kind of make more educated decisions on, especially going into this next fantasy year. I feel like when you're just looking at, you know, total fantasy points, there's a lot baked into that number that it doesn't really account for. or doesn't really tell you the entire story, right? You you talk about Ed Fido, right? He has 117 or I, I shouldn't even go there. Like, let's talk about a guy like um, uh, Julian Dominguez, right? Julian Dominguez, right, on the Austin gil He was a guy at the start of the season that was tearing it up. And it even brought up Wes uh, of of Bing Bong Theory all the way to the top of the standings, right? There was this period of time where Julian Dominguez was carrying him all the way to the top of the standings. He finished off this fantasy season with 47.2 fantasy points. That was enough to give him uh, a top 40 one or top 42 in the stand in in the player rankings so even despite basically having a second half of the season that was entirely absent his three or four game push at that early start of the season was enough to give him all the way up to the 40th in the entire league right we're talking about over 450 players right so that's the lack of consistency that that total point value isn't baking into that number so we're hoping to bring in some of those values for you guys throughout the entire this offseason so then you'll be able to see that oh crap like you know x and x player only broke you know 10 points you know x percent of the amount of time we'll be able to break those numbers down for you and be able to get that to you and get those averages to you and 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 have those deeper discussions about these numbers because i think that's going to tell a lot about where these players go especially in the next uh upcoming 2023 mlr fantasy draft
2: taking this from vandy and i's excel research files that we've already started that's right you can't be sharing this data with the people right
0: no the well why are you guys the, why are you guys sharing your data
2: we're not sharing it. well look look trying
3: to get out of the basement right
2: yeah <laughs> right we're just trying to make it up the stairs at least
0: right right well hey vandy what about you dude what about um your thoughts on that top 10 and hey i think what we've learned from this entire season, Vandy, is that a lot of people were really, really excited and interested in the journey that you had to travel in the course of the season in terms of, man, think about it. And and we, I've had discussions with people. Think about where you were, right, 20, 25 weeks ago, right, when we first started this thing. And how much rugby knowledge you had of not even like of the teams of the league and all this stuff, but even of just like the fundamentals and like the rules Hero. and just watching the game itself. How far you've come from that point to where you are now. It's incredible, man, to have seen the to seen the growth. I know a lot of people were interested in watching along and that's something that they've been really interested about. So for you, dude. What anything shock you there in this top 10 here and then ultimately what everyone's waiting to hear about what were your thoughts on the 2022 fantasy rugby season
3: i would say out of the top 10 i was surprised i had three of them i'm dead as honest but i mean when you break it down you're right like i had mitch wilson who more often than not got zero you know didn't even really get one to be honest and they need break off for 12 like a two try performance but yeah, Out of the top 10, I, you hit the nail on the head. It's consistency. It's, it's, and then, uh, not really in the top 10, but it's something JJ said, and it really stuck with me, and it's to not panic. And that's, and, and it really took this year to kind of understand that, but it's like when you don't know what you have and you don't know what's on the board, you panic. You panic mm. inherently. And especially when I was flooded, I couldn't find a nine for, what was it like? Hey, come on. You had yogurt. Like, yeah, yogurt. <laughs> he was doing good. His chops were getting meaty, but he couldn't figure out the game. But, no, I'm just kidding. But, no, I mean. <laughs> it <laughs> I was, mean, uh, it, is, it
0: is funny you say that, though, Vanny, because I think part of it, too, when it comes to someone who's not only brand new to playing a fantasy sport, but also just a brand new sport in general oh, and exactly. that you haven't watched, you haven't built the relationship, at least from a fan perspective, for these players. So my point being is that, for example, like for you in fantasy football, Vandy, is that you have these trust levels that you've built – You know, in your head with these players, regardless of what the actual like their skill level or what their actual impact is in the real sport. But you in your head from a fantasy perspective has built these trust levels with certain players that you know that you can rely on. And going into this season, you had no baseline to work that off of you know what i mean so there was no trust for anyone so when someone did poorly you know what i mean there was no baseline to like ah he'll turn it around you know what i mean he'll do better it's like oh crap like he's not doing good i i gotta drop him i gotta make a decision now right so i i get why that's a you're you're almost going in blind you know
3: well and that's just it like it the one thing i would say about rugby you know great sport i had a lot of fun watching it learning it and i do have a like a way higher appreciation obviously for now but it's not it's one of those games that you kind of look look at it and you're like what is going on here like yeah. football it's pretty literal it's this guy huts the ball like if you put it in layman's terms okay play goes this guy says hut these guys run down the field and these homies make sure this guy doesn't get hit you can watch five plays and you're like i got this i got this hockey it's okay this color goes that way this color goes that way beautiful right rugby it's like why are these guys standing back here well these big dudes are grinding it out right here and why is this homie getting treated in the back and the game's still going on and it's just so much that stuff where you're there's no other sport like it and it's yeah. so crazy and there's so many moving pieces and that's what's amazing about it is once you grasp it like um uh, my fiance's mother she's always down and uh and so when I was watching rugby or whatever, she'd be, she'd be watching it. And she's like, you know, like, how do you, how do you know what's going on? And, yeah. like, and that's like, and that felt great. That felt great when I could be like, come here, come here. I'll tell you. Yeah, come let here. me explain. Yeah. Come <laughs> here, go <No>, sit down, <laughs> the, I'll show the stu- hey, you. The, hey, you, don't, what, you. What's know, the saying? The student you. has
0: become the teacher. Right? Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. Like I've never. There's no there's never been another sport where somebody's like, I don't get what's going on here. And you're like, yeah. I do. Come here. Yeah. I do. Hey, did you did you tell her you know who I am? I'm I'm the rocking goat. Yeah. Listen, I got you a Twitter following, I lady. I don't even got Twitter and I got <laughs> yeah. a following.
0: Exactly. So no, that's that's hilarious. That's really cool. I mean, I, I do a lot of people have reached out to me, Vandy, and that's been a big topic that they've they've really loved watching your growth when it comes to um, you know what about? becoming a rugby fan and everything so to see how that you're kind of getting that satisfaction of now you know what we we can crown you here maybe hey matt I think we need to I think we need to like knight Vandy or something here and like make him like an honorable like member of the rugby community. He's like passed through this year test and I feel like he's all grown up and I feel like a dad that's sending his kid off to college now that we're all done. Yeah. He's gone through rugby school, he knows all the rules, you know, he's all that's grown right. up now.
2: Vandy's all grown up, Maddie. Yeah. Hey, welcome. Our boy. welcome, buddy.
0: Yeah, welcome.
2: Thanks. Hey, thanks, boy, come back. Hey, there we go. There <laughs> but
0: yeah, no, no, but Vandy honest, that's, that's hey, cool, man.
2: Anybody
0: talk about how, how they wanted to see my growth, though? No, nah, you, there was a lot. I hate to say, it, buddy, regret. I
3: had way bigger expectations. Of,
0: <laughs> a lot of... You know, lot, I,
3: when you I first met I you, you right? were the dude playing for Team Canada, okay? <laughs> when me and Ryan were way in London, Ontario, partying, pretending to go to school, he brings up his little brother, who's jacked. And he's playing for Team Canada. And then now I got to play rugby against this guy, and he comes last. Hey, you know, let me just
0: uh, hey. say something about... I'll, uh, I'll say this, Matt. Wayne
3: Gretzky this. said he can never be the best coach.
0: Maybe that's all, it? All, all I'll say is this, Matt. The 2022 MLR Fantasy season, mm. I think was a year of, of? regression for you. Mm. But the MLR 2023 season, I have a feeling it's going to be a year yeah. of progression for you so seventh
2: place baby keep
0: that in mind i think seven i think uh, it's only it's only up from here but uh hey, you know I, what I,
2: that means if i'm seven seventh you know where you are oh god <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know,
0: I, I think that's a, a perfect spot to to end this show. Give a little bit of teaser of what uh, people can expect in the 2023 MLRC uh, fantasy season that, uh, you know, it seems like it's a far ways away. But before yeah. you know it, man, it's yeah. going to be 2023 and we're going to be in this all over again, dealing with all this stuff. Hopefully, and, we'll have a look, little bit more infrastructure in place. Hopefully, this Fantasy Rutgers uh, League, this, hopefully, the Fantasy Rugby in the MLR is going to be a grow. There'll be a lot more people following along. There'll be a lot more people playing this thing, and it should be fun. And, hey, maybe there'll be more people that you can uh, you can finish behind in the, in a bunch of different leagues here, Matt.
2: Exactly. Hey, you know what? If you think that you can beat this guy, all right? I'm last place. Everybody, everybody can beat this guy, Right. Or this guy, you know every this guy, you know everybody can beat that guy. <laughs> that guy, guy seventh place. This weight, guy, you know. That guy. If you think you can beat us, if you think you're up for it, then come on in, join the ride of fantasy of the fantasy rucker league. Um, it's 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 nothing but a good time. And hey, I'll be honest. Just look at Vanny. You learn a lot. There the is way.
3: no excuses because I have those excuses and I still did it. Okay, That's I true. didn't even know. I didn't yeah, know why you of ruck. Okay, no. What that a scrum, scrum And now next time. next time. out who? See- what are all these lines <laughs> doing on the field? Get them off there. Clean up the field.
0: And, uh, <laughs> and next time we see you, Vandy, you're going to be suited up in your Utah Warriors kit, and we're going to be getting you that That's tryout right. for the Toronto Airs. You'll be showing up for the Aurora next Barbarians with Jack Rogers I'm in no time.
2: going to be drafting you on my team.
0: <laughs> there we go. But uh, yeah, so for everyone listening again, uh, we're going to be off next week. So we're not going to have an episode, uh, after this long weekend. So for all you Americans out there, happy 4th of July weekend for all you Canadians out there. Happy Canada day weekend, uh, should be uh, a lot of fun celebrated celebrate with your, with your, uh, friends and family, but just to give also and everyone a teaser of what is to come in the weeks after we're hoping to, once again, like we said, uh, bring you a lot more fantasy stats, break down. What was the inaugural fantasy, uh, mlr year for us what did we find out what did we learn what are we going to change what are certain things that we can make better all these types of things are going to be things that we're going to be breaking down in the weeks to come and we're also going to be mixing that in here with a couple of uh interviews here hopefully with players that was a very very nice shot (laughs) vandy and um, yeah, we're going to have a bunch of different interviews with, uh, hopefully a bunch of different players to give their thoughts on what fantasy rugby would be like in the MLR and their thoughts on the 2022 campaign should be a lot of fun, but, uh, it's, it's Runa, not
2: over ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls. It's only just not begun. Over. We're just getting started. We got guests. We got stats. We got, we got rules. We got league news. We got give
1: stats, it a shot. We got Take
2: the leap
3: of faith.
1: Do going something crazy. Let's
2: ride, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, Let's ride. do it.
0: I love it. All right. Well, hey, for Matthew, for Devin, Manny Van I don't think there's any better way to finish off the episode. We'll be back right, yeah, in a couple weeks' time. Country let's ride let's ride (laughs) let's ride all right we'll be back in a couple weeks make sure you stay tuned uh yeah and we can't wait to break down this mlr 2022 off season but that is a wrap for major league rugby 2022 we'll see you in a couple
1: weeks you've been listening to the fantasy ruckers show bringing fantasy rugby to the masses covering everything rugby from the mlr and beyond We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and be sure to tell all your friends. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, connect with us on social media at The Fantasy Ruckers. Till next time, this is The Fantasy Ruckers Show, signing off.